Look up there in the sky. It's a bird, a plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One hip flask. One Obadiah horn. One fortnightly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. And I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You're home for news reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. Eric, how are you? Uh, I'm okay. I've had, uh, I've had, I've had worse things happen to me. <laughs> do we have? Do we have to? Do we have to go straight to fo- floppies fortnightly? Is that why you typed that? I was just making sure this segment is titled correctly because it was not titled correctly before. Was it? Was it still weekly floppies? Yeah, I'm, it's hardwired into my brain. I've only been doing it for years now. Yeah, it's it's been quite. We've said it a lot, a lot, it's a lot, been a few times. It's been many yeah. times. Uh, a lot. A lo- <laughs> I just think of the a lot monster from. Mm-hmm. That's also. Um, hey guys, hey Ansemites, we are discussing elephant men in Nerdbo Book Club. Even though they're not all elephants. Mm-hmm. It's weird that they're called that. Big giant animal guys. I think yeah, better, they're, they're better the alligator guys. Better title. Mm-hmm. Big giant animal men who wear trench coats. Mm-hmm. And suits. Dope ass suits and hats. <laughs> the true mark of humanity. They mm-hmm. wear hats. They have guns that are bigger. <laughs> they have big because they, they have, have big, big everything. Fat meat hands. <laughs> We'll talk about that later, about their big, fat meat hands. Mm-hmm. We'll discuss that. Uh, but first, wait. But first, we have comic books that came out uh, in the past month or so, uh, although I did I did give us some, a little bit of continuity by uh, by having some, some number twos in here. Uh, it is time for our first segment. It's time for Floppy's Fortnightly. Uh, Floppy's Fortnightly is the, is the segment where Eric and I read a selection of books and tell you to buy or do not buy them. There is, may or may not be a mush meter, depending if we feel mushy. It goes from one to five. Also, sometimes there's decimals. Because averages don't always equal out as even numbers. Thank, thank, thank you. You're welcome. Stuttering there a little bit. I'm just picking my words carefully. I think you've watched too much Star Trek. Uh, <laughs> is that, is that, I've, I have been watching Frasier, so that might be it. Is that what it is? I may be. Uh, our first book of the week is The Terrifics, number two. Uh, storytellers, Ivan Reese and Jeff Lee Meyer. Pencils, Ivan Reese and Jose Luis. Inks, Vincente Suifuentes and Jordi Terragana. Colors, Marcelo Maiello. Letters, Tom Napolitano. So, we read number one. Yep. We liked it. Mm-hmm. This is number two. You still like it? I'm I'm super into this stupid book. I think they've they've managed to make comic book stupidity like an art form it's just fun and it's not i i can tell that they're trying to do the stupid thing that they're doing now and it just it just feels wholesome and nourishing like when they uppercut that zombie god galactus it's galactus i mean it's a galactus <laughs> is, that, is that just a catch-all term y- y- yeah it's a galact it's a fuck it's a goddamn galactus look at that thing 
I mean, don't even, don't, don't even front, son. Jack Kirby made a lot of big god things that look like Galactus. Well, they can all be named Galactus <laughs> for all I give a shit. That's a Galactus, okay? okay. All right, all right. Just, I'm just clarifying. Yes, I got his fingers chopped off. He, he's he's missing his fingertips. It's <laughs> true. I got uh, they. They got teleported or something. Yeah, they got like yeah, fell on the floor. <laughs> they, they 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 did. Yeah, I, I agree. I I think this is a it's a very fun, uh, a fun book with mm. space adventure and Galactus is getting uppercutted and people are riding Plastic Man like he's a surfboard. Um, it's Marvel, I guess. <laughs> a little slow. They've announced the Fantastic Four is returning with Dan Slott riding it. I like Silver Surfer a lot, mm-hmm. so maybe that'll be good. Um, I don't know. This has I, I'm the, the, these personality types work really well. They've mixed mix. This is kind of like remixing that Fantastic Four formula to a certain degree. Like there's no there's no uh, Ben Grimm that can't turn back into human, mm-hmm. but there is this lady who can't stop being a ghost, and we need to fix that. Well, Metamorpho just is kind of that all the time, isn't he? No, but he I became... know Element Element Girl had the same powers, and she was stuck like that, as far as I knew. I don't know, man. I don't know everything. Still, I mean, you, to, to to your point, the story about her is what's on the page. Yes. So, yeah. And she's sad. Yes, she's she is a sad. She got a reverse Superman happen to her. Yeah. Her parents sent her off into the there's, vortex. Yeah, there's only... There's only room in this rocket for one incorporeal form. She was, to be fair, she was corporeal at that moment. I guess I don't know. She grew up in space. We're, well, that's a that's like the fifth arc of this comic as we run into her parents or something, or maybe her parents are hanging out with Tom Strong. It's possible. Mm-hmm. I think this book looks really nice. I think it it reads really well. I'm a buy. Heck, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Heck. It's a dead Galactus though. He's not dead though. It's a zombie Galactus. All right. Double Blind, the Terrifics number two. Next up is Deathbed number two by Joshua Williamson and Riley Rosmo. Colors, Ivan Placentia. Letters, Darren Bennett. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. There's not 30 more people that, There's not. that are in the credits. No. Um, we like the, the first issue of this. Do we like the second issue of this? I think I like it better than the first one. Really? Yeah, the, the first one was fun and stupid. I think I... I just sort of like the direction it's going into a little bit better. Um, I was anxious about it, um, but it's it's mad slapstick fun and just insane characters. It's very Venture Brothers too, because it's he's very much like that sort of pulp hero, and it's about like you know it's about sort of the autumn years of his life. So it it. I think you see more of the shape of it and more into the characters and it's I think it's more enjoyable. I, I, I just feel like it's tightening up. It was unclear what they're going for with just one issue. I don't know if I like it as much. Any reason not? I just I think it's just I think I just don't like this dude very much. Yeah, he's supposed to be a, a big loud pompous ass. Yeah, I know. But I think that's what it comes down to because you're right like what this is more focused mm-hmm. than that first issue you know obviously the first issue is very much an introduction to the whole thing yeah but it is more focused it has more character stuff in it it has um more look at at his character 
a little, uh, uh, you know, and maybe that's why I don't like it. It's just like, mm-hmm. the... I think a big part of the way, at least sort of looking at the story shape that I'm seeing is it's going to be a lot of, um, you know, the, the little weird sidekick and him sort of learning about himself and all the ways that he's kind of an asshat. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, that's certainly a story shape we've seen a million times, but it never, it never fails to entertain me. I, I'm always kind of into it. I feel like I am becoming more aware of rec- my recognition of it. Like this is Rick and Morty, you know. Well, yeah, and I and I like it. That's fine. It's just I think I mean this is a. I don't know. A lot more nudity in this than there is in Rick and Morty, but I, I don't know. Riley Rosman's I mean, art is great. Yeah. I always like it. I would it. say there's more there's more penises in this. That's true. There's a lot. Uh meaning there's some at all. Um I think one is a lot, frankly. If we're gonna be if we're counting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, th- I I feel like I'm just a little tired of that bad per bad bad like adventure guy learns that he's a bad i don't know i don't this isn't bad i don't want to like i don't want to say that because i don't think this is i think it's it's executed very well i think the characters are written very well i think it looks beautiful i would say i'm i would say i'm a buy with like a one on the mush meter to represent my reticence Mm -hmm. but you are straight up a buy i assume yeah i think it's a I, I I have kind of let myself just enjoy silly dumb comics and this is a silly dumb comic and it makes me smile. So I'm reasonably okay. All, all aboard. Hey, I'm good. I like it. That's uh, double by Deathbed number two, Mush Meter a point five. Uh next book up is Versus number two. A script by Ivan Brandon, Art Eastside Ribic, colors Nick Klein, letters Aditya Bidikar, graphics and design Tom Muller. Speaking of dumb comics. Mm-hmm. More dumb comics. This is a dumb one. You said Rimmick drawing it. I don't think... I don't think I like this one as much as one. But I still like it. Yeah. Um, it's still kind of... I mean, it's not bad. And it, we're seeing the... Um, actually, I'm not sure kind of what they're trying to communicate. That, you know, he, he does poorly in this arena. Mm-hmm. And he loses a sponsor, and he's injured again, and for some reason, he like he starts trending. I I, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't I get mean, what I'm supposed to take away from that. This is what I got. One that there's a big time jump in this, which mm-hmm. I and it feels like it is. This is not. I didn't read it as a big time jump. Well, I mean, he doesn't know when it is at the beginning of the issue he's like where Mm -hmm. what 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 is this how many cycles has gone by which i don't know how long a cycle is but it feels like he is like why is it snowing he's like yeah they started adding environmental stuff to these games Mm -hmm. like it feels like there's things have changed and that makes me believe that this is not the first time that this has happened to him like he probably goes to sleep like some cryo sleep stasis thing and wakes up to fight these games once in a while like we saw him die at the end of the last issue basically but mm-hmm. they they just bring him back and just replace parts that are that are bad and like they said in the, the announcer is like oh yeah he had some major thoracic event or some crap uh but he 
is fighting again, but he's slower and he's not as good. Other people are taking the charge from him. Um, but his ratings are up. And they make that comment about that woman who's also fighting along. Mama, mm-hmm. she's called. I don't know what her real name is. But they make the comment like she's too good. Like, and people like to see the seams. Um, <laughs> but I feel like that all that is communicating is that the f- audience is enjoying watching him fall apart. Watching, like, this legend decline, I guess. Like, that's an interesting way to look at it. I don't know. Like, they're rooting for him because he's failing now. Because he's so been so good for so long, theoretically, is the audience isn't engaged. Which makes me think of wrestling. Of course it does. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. You, 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 would, you have literally never compared a comic book to wrestling before. Never, never done that. Not like me at all. I... I don't know. I still like this a lot. I, I'm curious to see where this goes. I, I like. I have the stance of I will buy anything Eastside Rebic draws. So I will continue that. Uh, I think the the actual like. I think this is just like a slower second issue. Like I feel like I I what I don't want is like every issue going to be just a third or two thirds action of them doing these games. You know, I I would like some variance, um, some change. But you know. I'm still cool with it. I still like this. I'm still by. Yeah, I have uh, I have no real squishiness on it. I say um, it's a thing that needs to carry forward just as is. So yeah, versus is, is a good book. You should buy it. Double buy versus number two. Next up is Come Into Me, number one, written by Zach Thompson and Lonnie Nadler. Pencils and inks by Peter Kowalski. Colors Nico Guardia. Letters Ryan Ferrier. It's an unfortunate title. The, well, I think, yeah, I think it's, I have to feel like that's purposeful. The, they want there. This is, have you ever seen existence? Mm-mm. It's a Cronenberg movie. Um, people put tubes that look like this in like, look like intestines into their heads and they play video games connected to each other. They play a, a weird video game by like putting, tubes in their heads it's like Cronenberg full of body horror and weird stuff like that this reminds me of that of these people you share minds and you have parts that you're attached to each other with weird biological parts and it's kind of gross um it's this is a weird thing what do you think it is a weird thing um it's not altogether an unpleasant read and it is intriguing and I just have no idea what in the shit they're going to do with it. Yeah. But in terms of, like, it's well-written, and it's got a very interesting hook and premise, this is, I mean, I've not seen this story in a comic book form before. So I I feel like it's well-written, it's well-drawn, it's intriguing. I'm not, like, jacked up crazy excited about it, but I think it's a good story, and there's it's something there should be an audience for. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like the thing that this is missing is the hook, because I don't know mm. what I'm... I don't... I don't I, 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 I'm supposed to feel something with this lady being dead at the end. I, I, yeah, I don't think it's missing its hook. I just think that it's too... It's not focused enough, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, usually when they try and show you a hook, it's like really clear that this is like, okay, well, they do this and then they do that. And this person dies and then that person dies. And 
Like I find myself interested in caring about the characters and I see this thing happen, but it just is kind of clinical, you know, her being dead on the last page is supposed to be this moment, but it just like, for some reason, the, the whole way the the dreaminess of the whole way the story happens, I just, I kind of don't care, but the overall like idea of the story and these characters do interest me. I mean, I I think my problem is I'm not clear about what, like yes, they sh- I, I I assume that she is still in his mind or she is in there at like her, I I I'm I'm unclear about mm-hmm. when and where their mind. I assume that she is still in his mind, but I'm very unclear about where her body is during all of this and how this like how like does this actually work? And like, there's weird, like, I, I think there's supposed to be some sort of, there's supposed to be some, a, a kind of lack of clarity about a lot of this stuff because mm-hmm. they want it to be uns- like, they want to make you unsure because, you know, there's a lot of it throughout the book, even before they join up that, you know, there's blurriness in cer- certain panels. There's like, mm-hmm. this dude is not, he's like off in a different world at times because of these experiences he has sharing minds with people. And I'm sure like doing this has made him has damaged his perspective. He doesn't know what's real. You know, probably reality is different. I'm just not sure. Like the ending, I feel like is a little weirdly constructed. So it, it mm-hmm. the, the, the ending just doesn't hammer me. Like, I feel like it, it it's to. ineffective, of course. Yeah. And I just think that, I don't know. It's just, it, it, it's trying to say a few too many things and just doesn't feel focused enough to where it comes to that point at the end. Yeah, I, I, I just I still like you said, like it, the premise is really interesting and it is it takes leaps with some of the way it te- it's t- telling a story. And that's and that that all that interests me. I would read more of this because I am mm-hmm. intrigued by like, I want to see what they do with this kind of thing. Yeah. It's it's but that's it's I don't know what it's more like a scholarly like mm-hmm. this is a neat, neat thing to do with a comic book. I wonder what. Yes. Exactly. I think that's almost exactly how I feel about it. Um, a buy I'm like a mushy too? I don't think I'm mushy at all. Okay. I I think it's just so weird. I think people should buy it. So, Double Buy coming to me, number one. Uh, Mush Meter 1. Our next book up is Dry County, number one, uh, by Rich Tomaso, a Lou Rossi comic, which the main character of this is named is Lou Rossi. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a detective fiction book. Kind of, but he's a cartoonist. Yeah. He's a hard-boiled cartoonist. I don't I don't think I like this. Weird. I like Rich Tommaso. I think that's basically all I take away from this book. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's amazing. I just for some reason I just kind of like being in a rich Tommaso space. I really I just go ahead. I was gonna say I really like the spicy a lot, and mm-hmm. I think it had a lot of charm, mm-hmm. it, and it had a lot of like heart in it. This feels. I don't. I don't. I don't like. I don't care about any of these characters, and I don't. I don't think I like the narrative style with the notebook paper kind of headings. Whatever so they're could, called. I, I could see that bothering you, but like I really kind of enjoyed the look and feel of it. 
you know? I mean, I think the art itself is nice. Yeah. Like, I, I like, I like its colors. I, I, it's not that it looks bad. It's that the story being told is just non, it, I just don't care about this guy. Uh, and the veneer of that hard boiled cartoonist kind of thing. It, I, I think it come, maybe it's just not, there's not enough, um, that's what I'm looking for. Um, humor. There's not enough levity in it to, for me to like jump on. Like it's not, it doesn't feel self-aware enough. It, 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 and I think that there was a layer of that in Spy Seal. It felt like there's a layer of levity, um, that I appreciated. This is, it was, it knew of its, like the silliness of it and just let it go. This feels like it's, this dude is not aware of anything. Mm. I think there's something about this kind of comic or the kind of comic that uh, Tommaso does. I mean, I see it in a lot of um, many comic artists and um, what do you call them? Um, I don't know. Teens. Maybe your Klaus or your, uh, your, uh, your personal narrative comics. Mm-hmm. That there's a certain degree of um, narrative distance that this has. And, I don't know why I enjoy it. I sometimes I sometimes it comes off as pretentious and sometimes it comes off as a little precious. And I I don't know what it's like a it's a real narrow space between one or the other, you know? Mm-hmm. Um it's kind of like Wes Anderson even, you know, the preciousness that's in this kind of comic. The twee? Yeah, you could call it twee, but it's just like all the little trappings that it's wrapped in, you know, all his little decisions on character and, and, and design. And then it's, you could feel a similar sort of thing in spy seal. And, and I like, whatever it is, I like the way that, that Rich Tommaso handles it. I think it's really interesting. And I think they're, they're interesting, dorky comics. They make me smile. Um, I don't know. I would read this. I I enjoy it. I think it's a good book. Um, at, for some reason, in terms of not enjoying any of the characters or the shape of the story, something about th- that that narrative distance in this kind of is giving me the ability to stand back and kind of not care. And I don't know why that is. Because I don't look at this and think, okay, I'm supposed to empathize with this guy. I'm supposed to care about this guy. Like I, I was, I was definitely way more interested in the girl and her story. She has a lot more character injected into her, other than this guy who's just, you know, sick and an alcoholic. So I don't know. Other than other than that, I think I'm just on Rich's wavelength here, and you're not, and that's perfectly fine. So that that that, that split decision then there. I'll take it. Okay. So the decision on Dry County, number one. That's it for uh, floppies this week. Uh, we'll have more next time, I promise. There's always more comic books. That's the thing I say. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for Checking In. Checking In is part of the show. Eric and I talk about what we've uh, been up to in the, in the time between episodes and uh, make recommendations. Talk about cool, fun things that we think you should experience. Or, or not experience if they're bad, which is... We're talking about whatever. It's our time. Eric, what's up? Uh, I got some stuff for you. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So speaking of um, 
uh, Sir Wes Anderson. He's he is not a sir. He's, <laughs> I was like, he's an American. He I'm can't like, be a sir. I'm like, I'm fairly certain he's not a knight, but sure. He's, sure not, a, he's not a knight. He is American. Uh, I saw his his new film, Isle of Dogs. How was that? I liked it a lot. I think I liked it even more than um, Fantastic Mr. Fox. I kind of hope that he just does nothing but animated films for the rest of his life because I'm I'm really digging them. You like it more than Fantastic Mr. Fox? I am struggling with that decision. Okay. But shooting from the cuff, I definitely remember walking out of that theater thinking I liked this better than Fantastic Mr. Fox. Okay. Is uh, um, I, I, Can I ask a question? And this is my... Ask, ask I, I love Wes Anderson. I think he's mm-hmm. great. I mm-hmm. like I like all of his movies to a certain extent. Yes, I, I as well. It's all it's it's my only concern about going to see this movie is mm-hmm. violence on animals. Is it is that a dumb thing to worry about? Um, I feel like there's not a whole lot of real violence in this in this film. Okay. Um, there is the threat of a lot of it. Um, yeah, I want to say like, this is, this is essentially, I mean, Fantastic Mr. Fox is a good movie for kids. Right. This is a, this is a great movie for kids. Okay. So I think, um, cause I, I know, I know cats and dogs, you definitely are very sensitive to seeing. I, I uh, just violent. don't. There's, there's, there's a, what, what, what was, was it? Elephant man? Someone killed a dog? Yeah, yeah they, it was horrible. They definitely killed a dog in this comic book. Yeah, it was <laughs> fucked up. I mean, it's it at that point the dog is not. The, we'll talk about that <laughs> next very soon. Yeah, that's coming up. I it's uh I don't know it's when I saw uh, I, I believe I saw a trailer for it and I was like man this looks really awesome but I don't want to see I'm kind of in the mood where I just don't want to see like animal on animal violence for no real reason. But if it's the same it's, tone as right, it's Mr. very cartoon. Right, it's very cartoony. When the dogs fight, there's like cartoon clouds. Okay, you know it is. It is. <laughs> it's not violent. It's fun. Okay. I think it's a very good movie. And I'll probably see um, it. It is set in uh, a fictional city in Japan, and it also borrows heavily from both Kurosawa and Ghibli films. Um, and as so, there have been the hot takes are already out, um, like about how it didn't need to be in Japan. Why is it in Japan? There is one Caucasian girl. And they say she is the white savior trope. I don't necessarily agree. Um, I mean, I uh, I don't really see it as as offensive, but I would not. I and and probably the best take I saw of it was uh, some Asian man on Twitter hit the sentence that he said was Japanese people in Japan will love it. Asian people in America will probably be frustrated. And I think that is. That's where a lot of it's going to come from, if anywhere. I don't think this is... I don't think this is a bad, evil, or an intentionally racist movie. I don't even really see it as an accidentally racist movie. Um, but I do think that the sensibility of um, Asian folks and their experience and seeing an Asian culture being used mm-hmm. when they themselves feel kind of robbed of it... Um, 
it's complicated for them. Right. So I can I can see their frustration with it. But I think it is incredibly beautiful and I think that I I, I would I want people to enjoy it for what it is. I think it's an excellent movie. And I hate that people see this in it, but it's not my place to tell them that they're wrong, but I don't think it's going to diminish my enjoyment of it. Isle of Dogs. Yep. Isle of Dogs. It's really a, it's a, it's a fun movie. It's very cute. I would recommend seeing it. See anything else? I don't think so. Um, I wanted to tell you about an album that I started listening to last year that I've kind of rediscovered. Oh, what is that? So I would I would recommend it to you, and you could tell me what you think. Okay. Are you familiar with a, a gentleman named Tyler, the creator? Yeah. His 2017 album, Flower Boy, is very good. I may or may not have listened to that. I'm not sure. It's one of the things that I, I liked the most. Um, yeah, good lord, it's been... Almost a year since it came out, which is shocking to me. But it's um, it's a good album. I feel like it's considerably more accessible than... Uh, I mean, the last time I, I recommended an album to you, it was Danny Brown. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to see what your opinion of it was. But I feel like it's considerably more accessible than... than um, what's that Danny Brown album called? Atrocity Exhibition. I was going to call it Chaos Exhibition. It's Atrocity Exhibition. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tyler's older stuff was less accessible. I don't know. He's a talented dude. And he he cut his teeth making some good albums. Um, but this is definitely one worth looking into. I don't think I've listened to this one. I've listened to previous uh, albums. Uh, I know for sure we listened to it on the drive to Edmonton. We listened to this to one of the albums. I think it was some Cherry Bomb, maybe the most re- the one mm-hmm. before that. Mm-hmm. Be my guess, but I don't know for sure. But I, I like what I've listened to for the most part. I mean, I think there's some of it I like more than others, but it's audacious, which I appreciate. He's not afraid to try stuff. No, no, I think he's very talented, and I I enjoy what he does. I just have been getting into it more lately. It's just been on my mind. On my mind? Mm-hmm. That's it for me. I've... He take, took any good naps? I've played a video game. Ooh. Actually, I see what you... I wanted to ask you if you thought I should get it. Far Cry 5? Mm-hmm. Um, have you played any... Okay, so I've been playing Far Cry I've 5. I've played none of them. Okay. I've played lots of... Uh, I've played lots of Far Cry 5 recently. It came out this week. Uh, it has kind of... Uh, dominated my thoughts for a lot of the time it is a very addictive game um it is the the next in the far cry series uh, i've three three and four you know one and two are kind of different than than this than this three i consider three four five and they're weird offshoots uh kind of the same line but one and two are very mm-hmm. different games um i think i like this one more than three and four um this is it's basically the story is built around a, a, a Yal Qaeda sort of uh, organization, isn't it? Um, it's hard. It's hard for me. And I, I mean, there's a lot of critical discourse out there out there already, which I think most of it is. I don't know. It, it's complicated because three and four they're like three is built around the fact that you are like a 
broy tourist to like a tropical South American ish country. It's not real; they make it up. Uh, and then you get kidnapped along with all your broy and, and broy friends, and then you like it. Very much is the white savior trope. Like mm-hmm. it, and I'm not. Everyone says this, and it's not like it's debatable. It's very clearly like, oh yeah, you rescue all the natives from this awful, these awful people that are have like taken over their country. Um, the gameplay is a lot of fun. Uh, the gameplay is always fun in all these games, three, four, and five. And I think that's the thing that overriding makes me play them. It's not because their story is great, which generally the stories are not great. Uh, it is not for me. Like I'm not playing this. This is not Last of Us. This is. <laughs> This is this is not uh, what remains of Edith Finch. This is not any of these like heavy narrative games that like hammer like destroy my heart at the end. It's not Brothers. Mm. This is it is first and foremost. You sh- if you're playing these games, you're playing them because shooting is fun, running around is fun, the crazy crazy shit happens just randomly in the game, and you're like, wow, that's crazy. That was fun. Like you you have a wingsuit, you jump off of mountains and you just wingsuit you're all the way down and then shoot people or dive bomb dive bomb people. It's craziness. It's it's all insanity. Um I three and four I think four has a better story than three. I didn't enjoy four as more because it was it hewed all very similarly to the the structure of three. You know, they're very close games, uh how they played and how they the skill trees worked and all that. Five, they have changed a lot of the mechanics about how the game works because um, it doesn't have any of the Ubisoft climb a tower to unveil unveil the area thing, which a lot of Ubisoft games do. Assassin's Creed, uh, Watch Dogs, Division, like all these games, they have a lot of them use the, the go to this place and climb a tower and then the area around you on the map is revealed. Uh, this, they wisely get rid of that. Uh, you unveil side quests and new stuff in the map by discovering maps in areas. And like you do a mission, you will find stuff at the end of the mission that will lead you to new, more missions, to more things to do, or you can just wander. Um, I like this game the most because this is set in America. Um, I think largely it is a thing that a lot of people are complaining about, but for me, the reason this one's hooked me more than those others, which also were very good it's because you don't have a character. You're a, a, a silent protagonist. You know, you pick how you look. Uh, you don't have a name. You are the rookie or the deputy. Uh, and that's that's all you are. You, you don't have, like, there's nothing, there's no feelings that are forced upon you. Like, you play through three to four, you play as specific characters, and they have a thing that they go through in the story. I just felt like, the things you go through in those stories with those characters aren't very good and didn't they didn't represent how I felt when I'm playing the game. In this game, I decide how I feel because my character doesn't have any feelings. And a lot of people are like, it, it robs the, the game of any kind of message. I'm like, mm-hmm. these games don't have... And I think like that's a lot of people piling on this game, This a lot of video game critics, which I understand their perspective, but I feel like they are engaging with the marketing of this game. They are engaging with the trailers and... Like the like the year long lead up to this game where you're like, oh, man, we're fighting on American soil against like uh, like this a uh, against white people like other the other three and four. You kill brown people the entire game. And it's kind of a bummer looking back at it. This game, you're fighting Americans and they're in a cult and the cult is bad uh, and they're kind of mustache twirly at times. I don't care. 
about like I I want to kill them. They've accomplished that. That's like my general th- feelings about this story is that I definitely want to kill those cult guys. They're really bad. Um, but the story is kind of cookie cutter. Like yeah, you kill these cult guys and free these innocent Americans who are just like salt of the earth people. And it doesn't engage with white supremacy. It does not engage with gun control. It does not engage with any quote unquote serious topics. So it kind of does the um, the bombs fall thing that it has tacked on this this uh, serious issue uh, as a feature, but doesn't do the responsible thing of discussing it in any intelligent way. Yeah, it doesn't. It does not. It, it does not want to engage in any kind of discourse. It doesn't pick a fucking side. No, it does not. I mean, it doesn't. Mm. I mean, I I feel like. It doesn't even propose like there are. It, it, I I don't know it, it when when you play. I, I guess this is a very relatively modern thing. But when I play like uh, Saints Row, and that's what I would compare this game to. Like tonally, mm-hmm. I compare it to the latter Saints Row three or four. Like and I felt like it is full of silly. You have you have a companion that is a diabetic bear called Cheeseburger. You unlock a dog that's your friend called Boomer. He wants to kill the bad guys. Because he's a good boy. Yeah, he's a good boy. You have a helicopter pilot lady who's a sexomaniac uh, who who has a young... Uh, she's like middle-aged cougar type, and she has a young boyfriend who doesn't... She doesn't let it get a word in, in edgewise. She's a stereotype. They're all stereotypes. It's... I, I like... I am having fun with it because I'm running around and, and wingsuiting off of mountains... And shooting people in the face with uh, silenced uh, 50 caliber uh, sniper rifles. And I have a lock-on grenade launcher that blows up bad helicopters. Like, the game itself is a lot of fun. I don't... I'm not going to go to this for an intelligent thing. Intelligence... Mm-hmm. Frankly, I don't really want... My, I, I, I think AAA games are made by many, many people. And most of the ones that try and say things do very badly at them. Yeah. Uh, I'm okay, like, with this game saying, hey, these cultists are really bad. Go kill them. Free innocent people. And have fun. That's fine with me. Okay, I don't need this. Like, there's plenty of places I can I could go over to Itch and find a dozen games without even, like, taking a breath that have se- that have really intelligent, smart things to say about w- any any number of social issues that this game could theoretically discuss, but this game, it's like triple A games I think are too big. Like this game I'm yeah. 30, I'm 30 hours in, there's probably another 15 hours of gameplay in it. If I don't do everything. And it's kind of like trying to say a big political statement with a Michael Bay movie. Yes. Or like the Avengers or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't it like, or they're fighting Thanos. They're not fighting like, why, like there's m- bigger problems on like obviously it's not real i'm okay with that and i feel like the game itself at never at any one point goes like this is supposed to represent reality like th- ever like the second you start you enter into this game it is like oh clearly this is some weird version of like this is not real like this couldn't actually happen it's all fake like this is not supposed to represent a real kind of like militia or cult it is just taking a lot of those elements to tell a ridiculous story. A very, it's very campy. Mm-hmm. 
I'm I'm okay with that because it's a lot of fun to play. I I I there's many many like it feels un like because it didn't do those because it engaged with it like there's I I've played many games that have cults in them and almost none of them actually represent real the real dangers of of cults or the real dangers of gu guns. In video games, like, you really, this is the game that we're going to die on the hill about guns in video games. Every video game has guns. Like, for a long time, and we're just beginning to confront that fact. I get it. I, it, it's okay. I think it's okay. It's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying my time with it. You get a bear named Cheeseburger. I don't know how hard I can yell that at you. You get mm -hmm. a bear named Cheeseburger. You can pet it. If it goes, if it gets knocked down, you revive it with belly pets. I don't know how else there's a cougar, a literal cougar named Peaches. I don't, if, if I'm recommending it to you, Eric, I don't know. You should, I would say watch some videos. There's tons of people streaming it. There's on YouTube, I'm sure. Just watch the videos of people playing it and see what you think. Uh, right. I have just wanted a new game and it's it, the new thing. It feels very much. It, it feels like they've smart smart me mechanically. It feels like it's much smarter and tighter than three yeah. or four. Uh, it feels a lot in several like a lot of ways. It feels like Fallout to me because mm -hmm. it just has this wide open area you can go explore and discover things. Uh, they have you get perks by finding magazines. <laughs> cool. Um, you get perks from hiccuping too. No, no, that's actually a debuff. Mm, let's see. Nah, it's good. Um, also, I've been listening to the new Decemberist album. It is good. Oh, when did it come out? Two weeks ago, I think. Or two Fridays ago, basically. Um, it I felt like they had something out not too much. Were, well, it might have been, not, a, might have been the single. It must, must have been the singles. Must have been what I was thinking of. But Well, that's fun. It's a good album. I, I, am, indeed, um, I am indeed white enough to enjoy the Decemberists. But that's it. That's all I got. Uh, you ready to talk about some big giant animal men? I'm I'm all about that life. Okay. Uh, we can move on to our final segment. It's time for Nerd Book Club. Nerd Book Club is the part of the show where Eric and I will uh, assign a longer collected work to discuss. And hope you read along with us. Uh, this week we are discussing Elephant Men, volumes 0 through 6 by Richard Starkings. And a select a lot of artists, many many artists, uh, many 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 many. Uh, Moritat, uh, Ariel Medellin, Marion Churchland, uh, I am Shaky Kane. There's a lot of there's more. There's like probably another six, seven, eight that I don't have. Plus, there's other stories written by other people that aren't Richard Starkings. But every every artist and writer you ever know worked on Elephant Man. Right. Uh, one through six gets you up to the 49th issue of the core series. Elephant Men Zero is a collected, uh, it's a collection of war toys, a side story of, which is their, t a prequel story of their time in the European theater when they're both, when they're soldiers. Um, there's two, originally two, two volumes of war toys, one and two. This is collected in Elephant Men volume zero. Um, although I don't know it. I, I read one through six and then I went back and read zero. I feel like that's a better way to read it because zero is really bad. It's just a, yeah, it doesn't have any kind of much. It doesn't really have the nuance of, of any, like it is just like, Hey, here's war stuff. 
and they keep saying more toys and it's like this is stupid <laughs> um i had no idea what elephant man was there i kind of didn't either i had read um like there was a mickey uh i think i actually bought it because it had the marion churchland artwork and maybe maybe there was a brandon graham piece of art or something i don't really know but that's what kind of put it on my radar and it really confused the shit out of me and but it did it did it really intrigue me i thought it was a very interesting sort of story um so yeah then i was like i'm gonna make robbie read this um my life's better now is it better it is better it's better that you've read elephant man mm-hmm. let me let me just go ahead and throw this out there uh are you overall positive or negative on this overall i think mostly i think more positive than negative yeah i'm kind of in the same the same boat with you there i don't think it is um i don't think it's a masterpiece um I think the best way that I can characterize this book based on what we read is it's kind of like a big art jam comic or like a big anthology comic that a lot of different people have worked on. Like, that's really what it feels to me. It feels as weird and disjointed as most anthology books do. But there is like a central narrative, sort of. I think that... I, I don't know. I, I could honestly, as in terms of this story, could kind of take it or leave it. I think that it's a thing we've definitely seen a lot, but it's still like, overall, this is like a book that kind of makes no bones about what it is. It's about like big street sharks and He-Man action figures, and it's it's about them fighting and crazy violence and boobs yeah i was gonna say that, that is, don't forget that is what oh yeah don't forget the cheesecake because there's i there's a there's a fuck ton of it i uh, i mean honestly it felt pretty good i i i yeah i enjoyed that aspect of it it always does kind of make me smile uh when it's done right i and <laughs> This is this does kind of walk the line of not doing it right, though. But I do like that. Um, I think it goes back and forth across that line. I think it, it's like, it hey, does. this is totally all right, and then totally, oh, this is definitely not all right. I'm tired of this. Please stop. I do. I do think that um, for the most part, certainly once the story gets going, they do a, a pretty good job of um, injecting a lot of character into the women. So, I mean, it's they're not just there uh, for the sake of TNA. I think they are um, smart and interesting and well-rounded characters. Um, but you know, it 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 it's not shy about it's a it's a book about basically a bunch of Hulk monsters and then boobs. That's that's what this is. Yeah, I was gonna say the Hulk and the and or the thing as well. Mm -hmm. yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. There's there is I and I I think. I think one, the core story stuff is the stuff that I like the most. Mm -hmm. Just the straight up, hey, here's Hip, here's Ebony, here's Obadiah, mm -hmm. here's Mickey, Sahara, Vanity. Like those are like I care about those characters. Like I'm interested in yeah. them. But when you start getting going off the line, like they start 
going off, hey, there's this one hitman who has cancer because he wears Invisisuits, and then he has this weird... I, f- um, I found him interesting enough. Yeah. He... He was interesting, and then they just kind of yeah. treat him as a plot device. And mm. Like, I don't know, like, it's felt like in the last couple of trades, like, they don't focus on him anymore. He's just there, and he kills people when they need someone dead. And I I get that. Um, it, is, mean, uh, it, it is certainly an obnoxious thing. Um, it, that also, there's a lot of... I, I really... I I like... I don't know. I, I think the earlier stuff... Has, is very moody, mm-hmm. and I like that. And I, you know, it has it, it is all paced paced over like noir mystery. Like th- these guys work for like an, the agency, and there's like mm-hmm. a zebra Nick Fury. And... I love that fucking zebra Nick Fury guy. He is fucking awesome. Uh, it's and it's not even trench. Uh, he is not even. They're not even. Don't think they're very. Sh- he's not shy about. They're not shy about what trench is. Like, mm-hmm. hey, hey, you know Dick Fury. He's this is mm-hmm. him, but he's a zebra. I mean, why does it? Ma- I mean, this is not. It's a book about the the Hulk with an elephant head. It's not <laughs> subtle. You I, know, I, 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 you say that, but I feel like there is room for subtlety. There is room. There is, yeah. And I think that I don't want to blame the book for not for not being that. It is, it is, like you said, not subtle. It is about, like, pasted on cliches of noir and mystery detective stuff with big animal monsters, like, sci-fi concepts, horror concepts. And that's the thing, like, it kind of got away from that a little bit. Mm-hmm. But early on, with, like, this, oh, so much time showing, like, us, like, hey, these human women give birth to these big monsters... Uh, and then they get killed. Like, it's really brutal. This felt very... I don't know. It it do, Does it feel like this could have come out in the 2000s? But it did. This felt like... It feels before its time, a little bit. I don't know what era that would be. I guess there still are comics like this coming out. We just don't read them very often. Mm-hmm. I, it feels very 2000s to me. I was reading I comics know. at the time, so maybe that's why I'm... Yeah. This... I mean, certainly the art style... Yeah, feels like that era. Um, I am. I think, and that's the th- other thing that really, I want to say, bothers me. I think that's too strong a word. Mm-hmm. It like it. So, some of the art, I, even like like you have Marion Churchland, who I think her art is really good. Marion Churchland's pretty amazing. But the, then you have like the computer painting, digital painting, which some of it's really good. And then some of it is not. I don't like it. I don't. I don't. Don't. Don't like it at all. And yeah, the change. This there's so much change in the art. I am. I felt myself like okay. Obviously, the big hippo man is usually the same big hippo man. That's easy. But when there I'm there are a couple of elephant dudes. Yeah, there are. A couple. <laughs> when I was going like, which female character is that? A couple. Yeah. I was just like. Oh, because the art style had shifted, and, and like I'm not. And then they they introduce two women that are literally like the plot point is they are this they look exactly the same. Yes, which yeah, Sahara, and then she has uh, uh, Panya, who 
it's the same person, kind of. They look exactly the same. And then you're like, oh, which is, I mean, at least they are, it, it's, it, they are very clear about who's who in that. It, it feels like I, my main concern is about Mickey, who she seems mm-hmm. to, she, her yeah, appearance when her, changes. When her hair changes or she's not wearing her weird boob window t-shirt, you really kind of have no idea who she is. So she could just be any any black haired woman for sure. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, okay, I get it. It's her again. I understand. Um, I need to take a break for a second. Okay. Um, my phone's on priority mode, and it just rang. Okay. And I need to see who called. Okay. It was my brother, so it probably means that no one is dead. <laughs> okay. Um, what the hell are we talking about? Art. Always. Always. I mean, not, not always, but I, I think it is the biggest failing of this. And I would actually say that I really thoroughly enjoy the art in this. I, I wouldn't say it's failing, mostly because that I do look at this as it's a big art jam. It's not it's not about a consistent style. It's a bunch of it's a bunch of stuff being told weirdly in a world. And I, I kind of I don't care about the continuity or the fact that like we'll go and tell us I, I don't even know who that one guy is that was doing the very EC horror comic stuff. He did three stories and I hated all of them. <laughs> but they were very EC co- horror comic. But I mean, I don't regret that he did stories in the book, you know. I I again, I I think I don't know. I don't. I'm kind of mixed feelings about it because I think you're right, and that this is just a giant anthology. I generally don't like giant anthologies. I don't like yeah. like I don't like I don't want to read 15 different stories about 15 different people. That generally mm-hmm. I'll like I'll really like four of them, think seven are okay, and then really dislike whatever. Yeah, and anthologies are solidly not my thing. But I feel like if I was ever going to do one, I would want it to be – I would pattern it on this. It, it's just I'm going to – my judgment is going to go, okay, I w- what I want – what I want is, I hey, these characters are interesting. Uh, you have interesting dynamics set between all of them. I like the stories about them the most. And I'm in any comic, any comic book I read, I don't, if it's a superhero, creator-owned, whatever it is. I want, I want a kind of singular. I want the artist. I want an artist to do the work. I want if it, you know, at least an artist to work through a story arc, even, and then shift to a different artist. That's which superhero comics do all the time. But I want a coherence of style, a coherence of of just not in like the dialogue. I want coherence in how it looks. I want it to look the same all the way through. And when it doesn't do that, I'm generally not unless it, there is a a really important stylistic reason why you're shifting artists around. I'm gonna probably judge the comic negatively for it. And when you say Elephant Man, oh, it's this long running independent series. Um, you think of other long running independent series. I go, oh yeah, they're great because you get a single creative team be able to do exactly what they want the entire time for, for good or for ill. And then I read it 
and I go, oh, this is really like, okay. So you have, there's a lot of thematic elements being mixed in here with, you know, it's in the, it's in the far future. So there's a lot of sci-fi stuff in there. There's a lot of body horror and, you know, genetic experimentation. So like thematically you introduce like, you know, the ideas of a plant God and the ideas of these animals becoming human. So you have that whole Frankenstein kind of angle. Um, you have even, I think there's even a, like, which is largely unexplored, but I read it certainly. And I think they do. They, I think there's lines of dialogue here and there that hint at it. And it's very much like, Oh, all these animals are for Africa and they end up conquering a large part of the free world. And like, there's a colonialist aspect to that story. That is largely, I don't know, and like, and I, I kind of like that. That's really interesting to me that there is like these evil white super scientists go to Africa and use African animals to reinvade other parts of the world. Like, there's a lot of interesting material there, and it largely is unexplored. It largely is a mystery noir story set in LA, and that's okay. But you jump from artist to artist to artist, I lose track of who's who, and you go off the side and you go, oh, here's a story that someone else wrote with a different artist that isn't in this year. It's like a fake, it's not even in this, really in this line. It's kind of just a side story. Then I go, I don't, why, why, I don't, I don't see a lot of charm in these divergences. Like I'm here for this one story. I don't, I'm not interested in this thing. I'm not interested in this. I, I care. I want to know what happened to Hip. I want to know what happened to Ebony. What's wrong? What, Ebony, has, Ebony has a drug addiction. We don't really get a lot of time with him battling drug addiction. It is like, I don't know. There's the this, 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 this serious things that it confronts. They kind of drop them whenever they feel like it. Mm-hmm. And, it and like, that'd be okay. But then there's all this other fluff. that I'm like, well, why can't we spend that time with, like, a cool thing with Ebony? Or, like... More about like that little girl Savannah who appears and then disappears for like forty issues, <laughs> then she's back again. Mm-hmm. Like that's an interesting thing. A little girl who like is curious about this elephant man, and then her mother is like a, a angry bigot. Okay, let me. No, we don't. And I don't. It's I. I don't want to sound too negative because I largely did enjoy it. It's just I'm not interested in a big art jam comic book. I don't like that's comic books are about telling stories largely to me. If I wanted to look at nice art, I could do that without buying a comic book. I definitely feel like if you had come to me and told me, here, do you want to read this big weird art jam book? I would have said, no, fuck (laughs) off. Uh, But I I like this book. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I, I think it has. I don't know. I think I have like in, in, I don't know where it comes from socially, sociologically, but I am, I, I know it about myself, but when you have stories about, Hey, look, this big giant monster man is really like, actually like he is, has feelings and he's really sensitive and like he he does, he has feelings and he's, he has emotions. I go, Oh Mm -hmm. man, that's, I'm gonna. I'm interested in that. Well, I think like as dudes, we're kind of like that's that's kind of what this is. There's a lot of there's a lot of fiction that's kind of this. I mean, hell, our, the Twilight is 
effectively, you know, men are monsters and girls are in love with them. <laughs> it's a dumb thing that we seem to fall for over and over. Mm-hmm. You know, except this is shaped even more exaggerated that they're like big Hulk monsters. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's a masculinity myth, even, you know, it, every dude is going to kind of imagine like, oh, what if I was n- eight feet tall and I was a big Hulk monster? I, I don't know. I don't do that with the Hulk. I can't put myself into the Hulk, but I can kind of do it with um, with the elephant men. And that's why I compare earlier to to Ben Grimm. Because mm-hmm. he is very that same big giant monster man has feelings tender inside. Mm-hmm. Don't hurt his feelings. Um, and I am a little let down by the female characters in this. Why is that? I don't know. Maybe there. I mean, we haven't finished it. You know, we only read up to. I mean, we read fifty issues. That's a lot. Um, we haven't read. We didn't. Conti- we didn't keep going. But it was a buku of reading. There's a lot. Um, I I feel like I don't know. I I think it I got it mostly got soured for me in in two things, and the first one is the the Mickey like full on sex issue with Hip, where mm-hmm. she's just completely naked for like the entire issue. And when they're like, and it's, it kind of stunned me, like, cause there's a ton of cheesecake in this thing. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but it suddenly felt like, oh, wow. She is just like seducing the audience, like full on, like we are hip mm-hmm. and are, we are the camera and we're just staring at this woman and get naked. And up until that point, sh- she felt like more than, she felt like more than just a sex object. She felt like, oh, she has feelings and she wants to do stuff. And then suddenly she is angry. She gets angry at 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 a uh, at hip because he gets his he gets that weird brain robot inside of him. I feel Mickey is easily the worst of the female characters. Mm-hmm. But I, I I had a discussion about this because I think that like it's kind of. It's almost like a dude fiction trope, you know, the way that that is, Mm -hmm. that the sex scene is not, it's like if you read something like uh, Smut Peddler, which is kind of, if it's like C. Spike Trotman edited porn comics basically for women, Uh, but I mean really any kind of um, sex fiction for women, it's completely different. Um, and it's way explicit. This is not explicit at all. It's basically just like a bunch of pinups shots or male view. We're basically just dazzled with looking at a girl (laughs) and then we're told that sex has happened (laughs) with, with no details. Right. And that is like, it's super how shit is sold to us. Um, it is basically any movie you've ever seen, (laughs) like that's the sex scene. It's like, okay, here's some moonlit shots of this girl's tits and she's going, oh, 
and she's writhing around, and you can look at her butt a little bit, and then sex happens. <laughs> and I find it really fascinating that that's the experience. That and it, it's just I don't know. It's it's true in any kind of fiction I've ever digested. If it is like this is a this is a this is boy fiction, you it, know. If it's if it's that, that's the way that the sex is. And I don't want. I didn't want that. I didn't, and I definitely didn't want it happen for it happened to like to be a large part of a single issue, and then like another two issues later to revisit it. Like it's just another. There's like, mm-hmm. hey, you did you forget that sex happened? Hey, here's yeah. here it happened again. Don't forget, it still still happened. So that was one, and then two. The we get introduced to Janice Blackthorn. Uh, man, I I actually really like her. No, I do too. I think her costume is fucking so stupid and it awesome is. It, at the same time. It's great. But then Oh my god. Then she dies. Yeah, it was so fucked. But I mean, she was killed by Yvette. I don't like Yvette at which, all. Are you kidding? I thought Yvette was kinda awesome. I don't like Yvette. I am sad for you, son. I it feels like Yvette was in a was in a like a separate comic. Yeah. And then like that comic got cancelled and she's like so, I need to kill my way into this other comic book series. And I get that. I think that maybe had you started with book zero the way I did, maybe it would have felt different to you. Because it felt natural that Yvette turned up. Because the real placement of the Yvette stuff would have been chronologically right before when she showed up and and killed them. Um, but... I don't know. Start starting out with it definitely primed me for some other weird shit, but it, it felt like all it did was like they make the I I don't know if they mean if it means to be a joke or not. I don't think it's a joke. I think they just they they are just trying to elevate the tension at a certain point. But there's there is that time period when they're like they have there, there's a specific scene where they have all these bodies of all these elephant men. Mm-hmm. out they're like because there's been that has been killing them but there's also been other people like we have three separate killers and it turns out yeah there's the the the, the one dude who's the the hitman there's the 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 uh doctor who's been getting ivory from the elephant men yeah that was a that was some creepy shit i didn't like that at all i mean it's i think it's a fine enough story it does not belong here and that's the other well and then three, then you have Yvette herself. And mm-hmm. that just illustrated to me, I'm like, well, why are there so many? Why? Like, up until that point, it felt like a dangerous world. But when you have, like, a dozen deaths in the span of, like, five issues, it, it goes like, I don't want this to be The Walking Dead. I don't want, like, I, I like this kind of subtle noir. Like, you go back and watch old noir movies, old mysteries, there's not a lot of death you know, mm-hmm. a, 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 there's a couple things here, a couple deaths here and there to kind of punctuate. Like, don't forget, this is dangerous. This is not a, this is not safe. But it's not just overflowing with blood. And then that's what happens. This is like death, 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 gory and very gory death. Like a vet, mm-hmm. like chops people into bits and stabs them oh, in the yeah. head and chops off the poor Ebony's. <sighs> that that really. I winced when I saw that when he chopped off his trunk. That's not that that's uh that's bad. 
Yeah, that didn't feel too good to see that. That was that poor Ebony's. He's take. He's got a rough time. Mm-hmm. Poor Ebony. Ebony is short for Ebenezer. Did you? Did you? I, do you remember I, catching that? I did catch that. Yeah, that's a weird thing. I mean, hip's short for hippopotamus, so it's not like. Mm-hmm. What do you want? <laughs> I just, I, when you, the, like, there's a, a the element of war is kind of ever present in this series, and I like that a lot. But I feel like when you bring in a Yvette as this soldier who has never let go of the war, it feels like it, it, it adds in too many like it like a clash of thematic elements because largely everything they're fighting about the war is things like their memories of it the 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 bigotry and racism these people face because uh people are like hey they're just war machines why are they why are we letting them live you know people hate them and then you have when you introduce like an actual person who's just killing them wholesale it it feels like well how do i take the bigotry and stuff as seriously anymore like now there's this giant big threat about this 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 hardened killer killing people those other subtle things get lost in the wash. Maybe if I had read Zero first, it would change my mind. Maybe. At least I think it puts the Yvette story in a more correct place. To read her stuff after, I think, would be bad. To read it intermittently, I could see it working. But after, I don't think so. I mean, but I don't know. When you title it as, like, one, it was originally a side story. It was a separate comic book. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Was I supposed to have read? What if we didn't read Zero at all? What if we read one through six? Yeah. It would have just been this person turns up out of nowhere and kills a bunch of people. And it's fucked up. And you're like, what is this? This doesn't make any sense. Who the fuck's Yvette? And they're like, oh, she was a soldier in the war. Uh, all her loved ones got killed. Yep. And you're like. I mean, I, I understand why she's angry then, but why uh, that and that's how I felt. I was just like, why is she here? I was having fun with these characters, and then poor old Eb- Ebony gets his trunk cut off, and people get killed. Like, there's a lot of like, I don't know. I think the ending kind of soured me a lot of, on a lot of stuff. If it was a little less deathy, <laughs> I probably wouldn't be so. I probably have way more positive than negative. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm like sixty five, thirty five, I think. I think, at, I know as I went through it, I picked up pretty quickly that there's going to be a lot of crap that I just don't enjoy. And there's a lot of stuff that's just like, okay, wow, that's awesome. That's fun. That's really cool. And I have to really pick and choose what's worthwhile and what's not. I mean, this was a really, a really well-produced book with a lot of art to it, occasionally some stories that were really heartfelt. Oh, God, oh, so much beautiful art, particularly towards the middle and end of it. It's just, it's got, I'm looking at, it's just hopping in and out of Marion Churchland stories. And, I, you know, I feel like this really changed when they got Marion Churchland in there. Like, it, it felt really different beforehand. It didn't feel like they gave a shit about the women characters until... Marion Churchland came in and made Mickey a person. I just wish it was all her. I would read in all Marion Churchman Elephant Men, but there's a there's a lot of shit in here that I love. There's a lot of good stuff in here. And I think that if I wanted if I cared about the narrative, 
of this. I mean, I would definitely read stories about these girls and I would want them to be more cohesive. Um, but this is just a big, it, for me, it's a big, dumb, fun book about monsters. And <laughs> I just, I don't know. They're not monsters, Eric. They're just giant rhinos and who are i'm gonna i'm gonna call them months i'm gonna use that slur oh god that's no it's it's it sounds they achieve i that is a a good fake slur because it does make me go ugh ugh yeah it makes me yeah it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't sound good no you're like oh that's awful don't tell them don't call them that oh they're hips a good person he's trying his best nah hips cool drink a half gallon of coffee and eat 30 eggs because you're not that hungry i'm Uh, glad i don't have to read the word mapo ever again (laughs) it's just as bad as munt is mapo is the most ridiculous it just makes me think of like a children's children's television show or something it makes me think of that nes game mappy it makes i'm trying to think of like it makes me think of like uh of uh the 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 uh What's that show with the all the the aliens who talk to the sun? Uh, the British show, Tinky Winky, and all them. Oh, gross! I don't want to think about that. <laughs> that's what makes me think of Mappa. Don't don't want to think about no fucking Teletubbies. Teletubbies. That's what I was thinking of. It makes me think of that and other shows that are similar. It's like, hey, oh yeah, they these uh, these hardened giant rhinoceros man was created to kill hundreds and thousands of people by Mappo. Mm-hmm. Do what Mappo says. Yep. Mappo Tinky cares. Winky. Uh, Mappo. Is it ti- there's there's tigers, but they're only Chinese, and they're all dead. Mm-hmm. It's like Mappo, but up or whatever the shit they said, making tigers on the moon. Are you gonna read the rest of this? Or are you gonna go hunt this down? Um, I could see myself doing it, and I think I would. I wouldn't mind owning some trades of this. There really is some just awesome fun art in here. And like, like I kind of want to draw them. Like it, 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 it really activates something in me. You know, it's like He-Man action figures, and then pinup shit, cheesecake. It, um, it also, you know, it it has a European feel to it. Like it, there's that for the time period this came out. It's interesting to me that it feels. It feels both manga influenced and um, European influenced. I was going to say the European influence is clear to me. I don't see the yeah. manga as much. I feel it, you know, the, in the girls in particular. Um, I think it's it's more. It's I don't know. It's abstract, and it's hard for me to to put it out there because it's drawn by so many different um, so many different artists. But I could see an Elephant Man manga working perfectly i don't think it would be a challenge at all i think it would translate exactly perfectly i mean fuck it would essentially be porco rosso have you seen porco rosso i have seen porco rosso i like porco rosso porco rosso is one of the strongest miyazaki films and i think most people forget about it i haven't seen i think the only one i haven't seen is pompoco adam not gonna I'm that's not what, in a rush to I, see Pompoko. That, that's why everyone says they're like, "Yeah, it's 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 fine. It has raccoons AKA, yeah. with giant AKA balls." AKA raccoon balls. The movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, okay, I'll. It's it's the most cultural of his movies, I think. 
and that you probably won't get it unless you're very Japanese. I don't know. I think Elephant Man is an it is an interesting, weird thing, and mm-hmm. I'm most of the time I'm probably going to say yeah. I'd like more interesting, weird things to exist rather another kind of more than rather than fewer. Yes, rather than fewer. You know, it has. I am kind, and it, the idea that this has managed to go eighty issues is kind of is 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 interesting. It's staggering, kind of even that this giant. I if you had asked me like how long do you think a a, a story about a bunch of war machine giant animals could be sustain itself. I'm like, I don't know. I would not say 80 issues. That would not be my answer. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty remarkable. I, 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 I would love a version of elephant man. That is just six issues. One artist and a story, a story. Yes. An arc told neatly. Yes. Without without a lot of bullshit. Without, without all that extraneous, I don't mind. I I I I mean, never mind the bollocks. You know, I don't mind the bullshit. Um, some of it I think is interesting, and it's weird explorations of the world, and it's it's not it's uh, it's interesting to me. I like seeing all these different people's takes on the same material. Ultimately, I just I think they were kind of writing this hot mess for me. Anything else you want to touch on, Eric? I don't know. I don't think so. All right. I like I like comics with boobs in them. <laughs> so you're a very complicated I, man. I know. I I will not apologize. Shit in my swamp. What is that? Oh God. Actual line. Yep. That, that is in there. No yeah. lie. Where's the lie though? Where's the lie? Uh, I think that'll do it. Uh, for for that this is elephant men volumes elephant it's singular elephant men and that got me confused for a bit uh every mm-hmm. time i was searching i was like elephant men i'm like no it's singular elephant but with but multiple of men all right so what did you type elephants men i typed elephant plural men which is not this it's not it's elephant with an a not elephant with two e's or three e's i hope i've confused you good so that is that in two weeks time for Nerd Book Club, we'll be reading My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness uh, by Kabi Nagata. Which Had to read a girl book this time. Yeah, this is a... Uh, we're pivoting to a totally different thing. Yeah. Now for something completely different. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about it. I'm kind of... I'm pretty excited to read it. Uh, we'll talk about that in two weeks. Please read along with us. Uh, we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You can find us at handsomeboyscomicshour.com. Find links to everything there to our Facebook, facebook.com slash handsomeboyscomicshour. Our Twitter, which is HBC Hour. Uh, and you can email us at handsomeboyscomics at gmail.com. If you like the show, if you uh, enjoy what you listen to, please uh, go on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Google Play Music or wherever you listen to us, whatever podcaster, podcast service you use. Uh, give us a good review. Five stars, subscribe, all those good things. Tell your friends. All those things uh, help us out. We, we really do appreciate it. Uh, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. Eric, where can they find you and your things online? You can see my portfolio by going to freewillunlimited.com and see most of the things I get up to by going to ericzgoodnight.com. That includes my Twitter and my Instagram, where I'm known on both as Easy Goodnight. With that, folks, we'll call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll. <laughs>